Hey guys, how's it going? So after last week's episode, I posed people this question. How did you picture your life going when you were growing up? How is your life different than that now? And where have you found joy in unexpected places? I often think that the devil tries to trick us into thinking that whatever joy we're experiencing isn't what we should be, isn't what we could be experiencing. I was thinking the other day that it's almost like the devil says, you know, your goodness, the goodness of your life, the joy of your life, it's it's okay, but it's not really what some people have. You know, that if some people's enjoyment is, let's say, grape soda, then your enjoyment is LaCroix. This idea that your life isn't really anything because you didn't do what your childhood dream told you that you should do. And that's just false, but so often it rings in our ears. You know, we live in a society that is always uh, pushing to the top, always pushing us to work harder and go farther and very um, meritorious in that way. And thank God for that. You know, if we didn't live here, we'd have a whole different set of problems and we'd have, you know, some really terrible issues. I heard someone once say that the only thing worse than capitalism is everything else. But um, but that's, I guess, a different topic for a different day. But But since we do live here with the situation we have, one of the things that needs to balance the scales is an acknowledgement of the beauty of our life. And just by posing this question, I hope to maybe get us to dwell on what is good about the life I have and is there, uh, is there beauty that maybe I haven't really thought of. So um, I hope that these stories bless you. Thank you so much to everyone who sent theirs in. And without any further ado, here are your stories. Zach, it's Mr. Producer from the Green Industry Podcast, Fullerton Unfiltered, and several others. I appreciate you letting me uh, participate in the show today. A great question about how our lives uh, maybe turned out differently than we thought growing up. As I pondered that question, I think one of the big revelations of my life is not putting enough time into designing the life that I want. I think I was just more of a whichever uh, way the wind blows type of person. And so uh, as I've gotten older, I sort of regret not spending more time thinking about uh, what steps needed to be taken to create and design the type of life maybe that I wanted. In terms of joy, I think my greatest joy just comes in friendships uh, with other guys. I've been extremely blessed just to have five, maybe six, um, just blood brother type of of friendships uh, with people. Uh, Most of them tracing back uh, over 25 years, but uh, a lot of joy has been found in those. And even in a newer friendship with someone like Paul Jameson, who I've only known for about five, maybe six years, uh, helping someone who is younger, uh, share some of my experiences uh, with him to help uh, launch his career, help him maybe be a little bit more intentional about the next steps. Uh, that, too, is something that uh, yeah, just brings a smile to the face, brings some joy. Appreciate what you do, Zach. Keep up the great work. Hello. This is Denver Shellnut. Um, you know, my story is, is kind of simple. It's, uh, you know, I don't know if it's unique per se uh, or or different. Could be. I don't know. But growing up, um, I truly had really no expectation out of life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know 
what I wanted from life. Uh, there were kind of dreams that were you know, placed in front of me by other people. Like I grew up playing football and my dad really wanted me to play uh, football and, and be successful and maybe get a scholarship, you know, things like that. Um, but for the longest time, I just knew that uh, I wanted happiness and joy out of life. <laughs> Even in high school, I was kind of, uh, I don't know, just romanticized what life could and, and would look like. You know, saying things to myself in my younger years like, oh, like I don't necessarily care about money or or want to be rich because I want to be able to find happiness without those things. And uh, not to say that I'm rich currently by any means, um, but the places that I did find joy, uh, I would say were definitely surprising. Um me as a uh, as a Christian follower of Jesus Christ, it, they really shouldn't have been surprising, because uh, in God's word were uh, were promised joy and peace that transcends understanding. But often uh, times in my life where uh, I found the most joy were after some of the lowest points in my life, um, whether it be financial disparity or uh, just sadness um, through you know, hurt and broken relationships with people. And uh, the joy came in the healing and seeing how I grew as a person and how God moved in my life and seeing that at the end of the day, like my heart still beats, my heart still beats, I'm, I'm alive. And that... Uh, things have meaning. Uh, life has meaning. It's not just like this random uh, blunder of, of messiness that is just pointless. Uh, but the meaning is is that there is a creator who loved me at the end of the day. Um, so whether it be I be homeless or or have no one to, uh, you know, that I connect with, no relationships, things like that, at the end of the day there's still a God who loves me. And I've seen that time and time again in my life. Um, so yeah, there. You know, like I said, I didn't have much expectation out of life, but there were plenty of unexpected things that happened. Um, you know, I I always anytime I tried to kind of pave my own way, um, it just wouldn't quite feel right, and uh, something else would come along that I was a. Uh, just from circumstance, right? This like opportunity would randomly, seemingly randomly seem to approach me. and uh, But it was just God, God orchestrating my next steps and me prayerfully um, considering and prayerfully just asking God like, hey, what's next? What's next for me? And honestly, that's, that's still where I am today. So it's I, I found a lot of joy and, and the times that most people would not find joy and that they'd find restlessness. Um so yeah, that's just a little bit of my story. This is Jim Zach's dad, and you know, my life is really uh, unexpected, uh, unexpectedly good. And because when I was young, I had kind of a cynical viewpoint, and I really couldn't see much of a future. But as I reflect now, I realize how good my life has been, and it's 
really been really, really, um, it's had a lot of different, uh, I guess, colorful moments. I've been married for 31 years, got two children and grandchildren now, and uh, my two guys, Zach, you na- you're married to a great woman, and, uh, and my other son is married to a great woman, and so building a family is something that I find joy in. That's the second part of the question. And I guess I played family. I tried to stay off the bench, off the sidelines, and tried to stay in the lives of my children and my marriage. So with the help of people in my church and small groups and uh, religious small groups or whatever, it's really helped me. And I've just enjoy building things. I've got an old house I work on. If I feel like I'm building something, I feel good. And uh, just the days where I tend to be maybe a little more fearful, I tend to be tearing something down. But those are the bad days. The good days are when I'm building, whether it's relationships, ministry, business, whatever it is, I just want to be a builder because there's joy in that. And I find some joy in all that stuff. Anyway, Zach, great podcast. You're building this podcast, and it is good. I mean, I hear people all the time telling me how much they're getting out of it. So, good question. This is a good one. And this will enlighten people, I'm sure. It's certainly good to hear what other people got to say about this. Over and out, Zach. Go get them. Hey Zach, um, I got your message. I'll, I'll try and keep it uh, quick and simple um, to your your message that you had here to me asking me about how did your life go differently than you thought growing up and where have you found joy in unexpected places? Um, you know, growing up, I really, I really didn't have like a whole lot of goals set forth. Um, you know, I just, I wanted to make it out of high school, of course, you know get that done but I didn't really have a whole lot of uh I didn't have an idea where I wanted to go in life and I had a lot of different skills that I I, you know I had a lot of stuff that I like to do but I had so many things that I like to do that I couldn't really put a finger down on one particular thing and chase it um you know I had like spells where I would do this thing for a long time then I'd move on to the next thing and do it for a long time but pretty much out of high school, you know, I went I went right into the workforce, and once I got stuck into that grind, I kind of, you know, it, it becomes a ritual thing. But um, I'm trying to see where I, 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 you know, I just didn't really have a whole lot of goals, and I think that's probably one of my downfalls. But I'm a hard worker. I guess that accounts for something. As long as I'm at work every day, I didn't expect to be a cable guy at 30, but seven years in, I'm looking back like, wow, time really flies. And, um, but I, I guess looking now back to as I was growing into who I am now, I guess you could say from 20 to 30, I had goals of I wanting to be a bodybuilder at one point. And I chased that for like a solid two years. I did my first competition and, you know, it turned into something that I didn't want because I didn't like the, how my body felt and I don't, I didn't think it would be a good thing for me in the long run. So I kind of quit that and focused on my career above that. 
and ended up finding my wife and unexpectedly and you know, we got married and now you know I didn't really have intentions of having kids and now I have a kid and, and that's been one of the best things that's ever happened to me unexpectedly <laughs> and um, I enjoy him a lot and it, it gives me a higher purpose to go to work and try my hardest every day um, you know, and any any of the goals I had as a younger kid is pretty much gone. But there's a lot of things I still want to do. Um, but I, I hope that helps you. In any case, uh, <laughs> hopefully I ain't rambling too much. But I'm gonna try and send this over to you and see if it if it's any help to you. I guess the main pivotal point in my life when I saw that my life had changed from, you know, differently from when I was growing up, how I was thinking then, was in 1996 when I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, I was going through a rough patch at the time, but uh, up until then, I thought I had pretty much everything uh, in control, that I had everything covered, that I was able to do life quote unquote by by myself um but uh, i was introduced to uh christ after growing up as a catholic and in church and i got away from it because it was a little too ritualistic for me so um anyway uh in my my mid-20s uh back again in 1996 is when i uh uh was pointed in the direction guided uh through some acquaintances and friends my friends uh, had just kind of talked to me and shared some stuff with me, but not really force feeding me anything. And um, it just made sense. And that's when my life uh, turned uh, because I started asking questions and started uh, realizing that uh, we do have a Lord and Savior and, and a God that, that created us and loves us. That he loves us so much. Um, you know, I, I was, I just recently read somewhere that we serve a God that loves us more, wants to give us more than what we actually want to receive. Um, if that makes sense, you know, think about that. You know, he wants to give us more than what we want to receive. We just, uh, we're very selfish in our ways and we ask for a lot of material things, a lot of things that we really don't need. But um, we have a God that loves us and he wants to make sure that we're taken care of and it may not be exactly what we want sometimes, but it's definitely stuff that we need. So anyway, uh, since then, uh, since 96, um, when I turned my life over to, to Christ, um, it took me quite a few years to not be, um, I guess the way I used to be, I was always looking to, you know, who, who was cool, what was cool, um, you know, FOMO, I was always fearing of missing out, uh, you know, trends and things, you know, things here in this world, which is great, it's ne there's nothing wrong with all that, but my life can't depend on it, I mean, I've come to realize, so anyway... The, this is where I'm at now. I'm at peace with what I have, and um, I'm grateful that I have a God that uh, that loves me and takes care of me. And so, to answer your question, I think you know wholeheartedly that that was definitely the turning point in my life that uh, made a big difference from when I was growing up. And um, 
curious to listen to your podcast. I'd love to hear what other people have to say. And, and um, I'm really excited about, um, you know, this, uh, you know, what you're doing. So anyway, I hope this helps. Thank you very much. And we'll talk soon. My life has been so much happier than I thought it was going to be when I was young. Um, my testimony is on a previous episode um and zach can maybe give me the number for that and y'all can hear it but um childhood wasn't necessarily the favorite season in my life and um, being married and having my own family has been amazing um the lord says that he will restore the years the locusts have eaten in joel 2:25, and i have seen that happen in my life over and over again your dad and i will have been married 32 years on the 25th of august and that has been amazing um, we were talking the other day about how cool it is to have been married longer than we haven't been married and um that's really a neat thing so i've had so much joy in my family with you and Tony and y'all's precious wives and my grandkids and um, it's been uh, such a sweet thing I I knew that I would enjoy all that but I just didn't know how much fun I would have uh, raising y'all and and having now daughter in loves as I call them my daughter-in-laws they're my daughters I love them and they're so much fun and um, it's so sweet to have uh, just the Lord put things together and, and to mend the broken places in my life and to see him really bring people into my life that have just blessed me so much. And um, currently finding joy in music. I know dad mentioned that we're in a worship band together. And when I was young, I was uh pianist and a violinist and um I had joy in that for a while and then that got really messed up really screwed up um and was just became a very dark part of my memory and my life and um you can hear that in my testimony but um I did not expect to ever participate in music again and then your dad got involved and I followed him back into it, and your dad's a great leader, as you know, and he really helped uh, breathe life into something that was dormant in me that has always brought me a lot of joy, like one of my absolute favorite things, but I just thought, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. I don't even want to do that again, and yet here we are. We've been in this worship band, I think, six years now, and I play keys and sing, and um, it's been just such a blessing, so much fun. The people are amazing that we get to lead worship with and the places that we have gotten to go and and just the the people we've been able to encourage. And it's been awesome. It's been absolutely awesome. So that's been a real surprise and a real source of joy as an almost 57-year-old. So that's pretty cool. And... Um, I also love coloring, <laughs> as you well know. Um, even though I'm a grown person, I love coloring. I've always loved coloring, and your dad said I should have come come up with the adult coloring book idea because even when we were first married, I would take Barbie coloring books with me on the airplane and stuff. And um, 
So I'm a little goofy like that. I'm also nerdy. I love reading. I love pencils and school supplies. I get really fired up this time of year. And I do still, in fact, still buy myself school supplies. Um, And that is just fun to me. Pure joy. Getting a new package of felt-tip pens is like, yeah, that is like Santa came to my house. So um, I'm a little bit of a goober like that. And, um, I really enjoy all of our animals and, um, life is just beautiful. And I had no idea it was going to be, and I really praise God for that. I've been sober for, uh, since you were three years old. So almost 25 years. Um, and that has been another huge source of, Uh, making room for joy in my life because if I was spending a lot of time being hungover or high and looking for the next place to do that I would be missing a lot of joy and um, no judging here I'm just sharing that's just absolutely the truth and um, so I love helping people come out of addiction to follow me out of it Um, you know your dad and I love to minister in that way and that has opened my my life wide open for just joy to be absolutely poured in. So, great question. I love you. It was awesome. Um, I hope this encourages somebody today, and we will talk to you later. Bye. So, the question that was asked is, how did your life go differently than you thought growing up? And where have you found joy in unexpected places. You know, the truth of the matter is when, when you first asked that question, I immediately thought to myself, I did not see myself as someone who would be a believer. Like, I, I mean, I think most of us growing up in the Bible Belt, we, we all kind of just know the Lord or that we've had an experience with somebody that, that doesn't. So we all kind of have, have that background down here. But the more and more I really thought about it, the more and more I thought to myself, I don't, I don't really need Jesus that much. Uh, that was something that, that kind of came to my head. I, I always used to kind of think to myself, man, that's just, people just kind of need that. They, they kind of go a little too far. Maybe they just need, uh, they, they use that kind of as a crutch. Several things uh, over time obviously changed uh, with that. I also thought about this. I did not see myself as someone who who would get married or or maybe even needed to be married. The truth of the matter is I I came from uh, from a background where my parents they they were they ended up getting a divorce pretty early on and uh I think looking at that and seeing how much they fought, it really kind of put some insecurities in me pretty early on. One, uh, who could ever love me? You know, uh, the, the the other thing was, wow, marriage is going to be hard. And most of my friends at that moment, uh, maybe not most, but about half my friends, their parents weren't together either. So in my head, I just thought, why go into something uh, when it, when the chances of it failing are pretty heavy. Uh, and two, just knowing that, hey, that's probably going to take, uh, that's probably going to take some changing, even from my perspective. 
And if you've been married, you know that's the truth, right? The, the third thing I thought in this was um, I wanted to be rich and have lots of things. Um, you know, the, the truth of the matter is this, is that money was pushed pretty heavily growing up on me. And, and we really did not have a lot growing up. And because of that, I just wanted to have stuff. I, I had this uh, grand vision that I would be a part of something special and that special meaning I would have lots of stuff, right? Uh, I didn't really think, I mean, like, I think everybody thinks about purpose uh, some, but my my purpose, especially growing up, was, hey, to be successful meant that you had to have a big bank account and lots of stuff. Uh, the truth of the matter is growing up, and the more I grew up, I, I became a believer when I was 20 years old. I was about to turn 21. I did a lot of stuff that most college kids do and that most high school kids do. I was about to turn 21, and I found myself in a place uh, where I needed the Lord. I, I started asking questions about, hey, listen, who is God, and maybe what does he want for me? I discovered that there was a creator and that he loved me so, so very much. And in a time where I was desperate and uh, desperate for joy and severely lacking it, he was able to show me that one, he created me and he created joy and he could be the one to help bring me towards joy. And so I think about that and, you know, the, the question of, Hey, what was unexpected is is truly one. I, I just did not see myself becoming a dedicated follower of not not just a believer, but a follower, calling Jesus not just my Savior, but but really trusting Him wholeheartedly. And then once I've done that, I've discovered that the joy He brings is so much greater than I was able to bring myself. Again, thinking through this, if he's the creator of the world, if he's the one that created me and he also created joy, he's the only one that can actually lead us to a joy that never ends. And and I know that's kind of, man, that kind of sounds really churchy, but the truth of the matter is when I was desperate, he showed up for me and he's continued to show up for me. And that doesn't mean that in the middle of uh, of a desperate time or, or that that all of a sudden joy is just going to pop right up there. The truth of the matter is there's times where I have to really do have have like do some work to continue to build upon joy, especially when um, especially when you have those times and people are critical or have those times where maybe maybe you kind of feel like you're lonely and you're out on a mountain especially with with things that that I feel like I do you know as a pastor sometimes this uh you kind of feel like you're an island and and you kind of you know, what's what's crazy and it isn't really the truth of the matter or the truth I think sometimes we convince ourselves that as a pastor we have to have it all together uh, and that we have to be a mountain but he's far from that he calls us to much more than that. Uh, again, he's the creator of joy. He's the one that restored joy to me and gave me joy. That, the second thing that I would say is really big is this. Uh, when looking back at how how marriage was unexpected, I did not plan on being married. Uh, again, just the nastiness of my parents 
divorce and uh, just knowing my my flaws and my issues. Uh, I just did not realize or think one that somebody would would care for me uh, and and that marriage would really work for somebody like me. And here's what I discovered is that my marriage is one of the greatest gifts that God's given me. Uh, it's far from easy. It's far from perfect. My marriage has revealed and it's still revealing my selfishness and my pride. And the crazy thing is this, how can you find joy in something that reveals pride and insecurities and your selfishness? Here's here's what I found in that. My wife uh, is able to show grace maybe like anyone else or like no one else. Uh, I, I think that the beauty of her compassion, the beauty of love and compassion in our kids, those things bring joy as well, especially when you think, wow, that's unexpected. I, I never could imagine that somebody could love me and all my flaws and all my issues. And wow, somebody is willing to show compassion uh, and grace, maybe even when I don't deserve it. You know, something else that marriage revealed, I, I think I had this feeling that I had things a lot more together than what I did. And marriage marriage is the great refiner. Uh, and that's something, what, what's crazy is refining. This whole idea is when you're seeing your imperfections and they play out more and more throughout marriage, if it's done well, and if Christ is the center and you have people that are constantly trying to be self selfless, with one another, what you begin to see is this. You see this sweet, sweet compassion, sweet, sweet grace, which brings joy. And and again, other things that I find joy in that is, man, think about the beauty of this, that the beauty of marriage has given me, these beautiful babies of mine. Uh, it's shown the love that, uh, that, that uh, is hard and was hard for me to fathom when I was younger, this idea that somebody could love me Still, that somebody could love me and even knowing about my selfishness and even knowing about some of the other things and struggles that I have. And then finally, I, I sit back and I think about this as well. I think about I think about this last thing. Uh, I didn't realize the the sweet gift of purpose. You know, I, going back to this, I, I really had envisioned that when when I grow up, I would have lots of things, and and again, just this idea that that's kind of what what I what was taught to me over and over is, hey, listen, go to college, but in order to be successful, you're going to have lots of things. You're not going to be like us. You'll be able to do more, and and more is success would be more things in the driveway, more bigger houses, and. Uh, a, a nice bank account. But here's what I discovered over time, and especially the more that I became a believer and seeked after joy was this. Um, that purpose, purpose and the purpose that Christ has for us is bigger than any bank account that we could ever fill. It means more than any cars or things that we could put in the driveway or all these toys that we could have. And you think about joy, there's something that happens, especially a joy that happens when you live out purpose 
and not just uh, not just live for you. And so where have I found joy? I found joy in things like grace and compassion and purpose. And I've found joy, most of all, in really just knowing Jesus and knowing that he loves me. And he's the one that, that created joy. He created me and he created you. He's the one that can give joy freely for all of us. Zach, thank you for the opportunity to do this. Such a cool podcast you have. And uh, just thanks for the difference that you're making. Um, I tried this a couple of times and I've been messing up, but so I'm going to try it this way and hopefully this will work fine. A couple of the other methods I've used are kept cutting me off. So anyway, I think as a kid, being around my other peers and friends, I somewhat sought the desires of my flesh and of the world. And even though my parents were godly and I was with the family of God, which is awesome, and that's how the word of the Lord does not return void. So he helped, that's part of how he helped make the foundation. But uh, I believe it was May 1st, and I believe it's somewhere 02 to 04 range. That's when I accepted the Lord and Savior. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Um, I remember the day uh, because it was kind of embarrassing for me because we had these tracks that we were using for uh, Sunday school or something like that at my parents' church. And I remember during school one day, and that was kind of embarrassing, but I asked my mom and said, I know this sounds uh this i guess i just explained to her i don't know that i explained to her but i felt very embarrassed about it because like i felt like i should just like already have all this stuff together (laughs) but but i was like hey mom can you read this track to me or go over this with me so i have like another witness because i was just doing school one day and i seen the track it's kind of like a track thing that we were using for it was part of Sunday school or VBS or something. So I was reading through it and the Holy Spirit convicted my heart. And so that was the day in my heart when I became a believer, a child of God. So that was the day for me. And so that's kind of, that's where it started. And so, and I think, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, you don't, I don't necessarily realize the value of that until maybe a lot of years later. You know, now this is, I don't know, whatever it is, 15 plus years later, every day as I keep studying His Word, the Lord keeps growing my heart, and I, the unexpected joy of that, even though maybe I, experience the joy right of that right off the bat but the true joy of it i think grows as i mature in my faith and so now now i get i'm starting to get the value of that even though same value that's been there all along but um the unexpected joy of it i think is coming now and the lord uses many events and circumstances to bring that about um and so let's move on to the next thing. So August 11th, 2012, 
uh, I got married. Well, and another another monumental event before that, because that kind of pertains to this podcast, me and my wife, prior to marriage, we went through the Celebrate Recovery 12 Steps in-depth uh, study. And so, you know, my class started out with maybe like 10 guys. And then at the end, it was just me and my dad. I actually had started, had wanted to do it with another Celebrate Recovery uh, sponsor. And then my sponsor, he was literally like not showing up at the time we were supposed to meet to go over this and all that. But I still didn't give up and my dad was doing a group. And so like I did it with my dad's group and so cool to go through life with all the scary things in your past or all the things that I was embarrassed about or uh, in the back of my mind, I was able to get all those out. And I talked to my to my own dad about it. So he'd probably be like the last person I actually want to actually go over that stuff with, but still did it, still bit the bullet, and the joy of, from that is still still flowing in my life. Um, then... So two more events left. I'll wrap this up. Uh, August 11th, 2012, I got married to my best friend. Uh, me and my brother were uh, in a youth, youth band helping our friend there. And uh, I had met Emily before, but I had no, no idea that she even liked me or anything. Um, uh, I just thought, no chance, you know what I mean? So that's that's really what I thought, so... And uh, a couple other guys in the group, and and Zach and my brother is like, hey, you know, if you if you like this girl, you should probably um, look into that. You know what I mean? So so I remember staying in the parking lot that, that day one day, and and it was a real awkward conversation, and I just had to ask her like straight up, like you know, so like, do you like like me? like like that and she was like yeah and I was like okay well that's really cool um and uh that was pretty much and I was like me too and all that but I thought maybe right then is when she became my girlfriend but I actually had to do another I actually had to fit uh formally ask her but I, I didn't know that so I thought thought I did it then but I did not I guess <laughs> So that's how it started out, and uh, a few years later, August 11, 2012, nine years ago yesterday, we got married. So much joy from that. I think marriage, doing it God's way, is a lot less of the silly, fleeting uh, fantasy, silly things that I thought about marriage. It's way less of that. But it's way more of the actual real, real love and really laying your life down for another person. Uh, I can't believe how selfless my wife is um, just towards me and towards our kids and and everything like that. And so the joy is still growing. Uh, my relationship and I, I love Emily so much deeper today than I did the... Uh, year one or you know wedding day um last event having little kids wow 
So now we have two little kids. Um, they need Jesus just like I did. And so that I, I hope that I can model Christ to them. And there's so much, it's so hard and so joyful all at the same time. And I think me and Emily probably won't see a lot of the big fruits of it until they're older. But even right now, we do see a lot of fruits about it. And so, and I believe the Lord has used all these events to help bring joy, unexpected joy, through my faith. And he's used some of these other events to help me realize some of the joy and fruit of the first event. And so, there's so many, so much joy in all these things. Um, I'm very blessed. I have a lot of problems in my life. Um, but I encourage you to stay at it just like I am. I now have a mentor and, uh, there's even been problems with that. Like the mentor I have, um, he's having a hard time even getting a chance to like communicate with me and stuff. And it was good there for a while. And so I may even have to look for a new mentor but i'm still not going to give up about it i'm going to still keep at it i'll find a new one if i need to which it looks like i might need to do that um but there's amazing joy in that too of having an actual personal physical mentor so even though i might have to get a new one i'm still going to do it so yeah not a victim podcast y'all stay y'all make sure you follow or subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. See ya. Whatever you're dealing with today, I hope these stories have encouraged you, and thank you to everyone who sent theirs in. I love you guys. We'll see you next week.